The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. <clears throat> when the messengers of John had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to behold? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, those who are gorgeously apparelled and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When they heard this, all the people and the tax collectors justified God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. The Gospel of the Lord. So the Gospel says, as the Lord <clears throat> gives praise to St. John the Baptist, he says uh, that this is the one of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face. The word in Greek for messenger there is the word for angel that we use for angel. And so it is sometimes interpreted as, Behold, I send my angel before thy face. And one of the church fathers notes that obviously St. John the Baptist is not an angel in his nature, but according to his mission. He has a mission from God, which is to go before the face of God, preparing the way. So preparing for the advent of Christ. And so he is the herald of the advent of Christ, which is why all of our readings in this season of Advent are saturated with the figure of St. John the Baptist, this wonderful figure, uh, the one who is the greatest of all the prophets, the culmination of all prophets. Uh, he is the one then in whom they terminate as he then points towards the fulfillment, which is Christ himself. And so he is this angel that goes before the face of God, preparing the way before him. When the messengers had gone out, so just to recap, what's happened is they sent his disciples to Christ with that question, are you the one who is to come? And then as St. Cyril says, in order to uproot from the hearts of any who were listening, any doubts concerning John, whether he had maybe doubted his own testimony, the Lord comes to his defense. And how beautiful the praises now that fall from the lips of the Savior regarding his wonderful servant, St. John the Baptist. We can see the friendship that exists between the two of them and what we are all called to, this beautiful, intimate friendship with Christ where we know him and we are also known by him. And so the praise now that comes of St. John the Baptist is not superficial praise. It comes from God himself, who knows John better than John knows himself. And so this is a fulfillment, even in an earthly sense, of what happens when the Lord says, anyone who acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. And St. John the Baptist, who acknowledged Christ before everyone, is now acknowledged by Christ in front of everyone. And you can sense as well 
that kind of love that comes from the Lord's words regarding John. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And so he speaks also of this mission of St. John the Baptist, which is a principal mission, meaning it is a beginning mission, the beginning of what must happen in us when we are going to move towards God in this walk of sanctification that we're all called to take. It says that those who heard the prophesying, heard the words of St. John the Baptist, and those who were baptized, they are open to God's will then for them in their life. But those who rejected the baptism of John, it says they rejected the purpose of God for themselves. And so we can see that it is God's purpose for everyone that we all convert and be turned towards him and be sanctified. And yet it is within our will, unfortunately, to turn away from the will of God, to reject his purpose for us. But God's purpose in our life begins first with the acknowledgement of our need of him and of our sinfulness. The first movement towards God is a movement in a certain sense downward, meaning in humility. It is a humbling of ourselves, an acknowledging of our weakness, acknowledging our sinfulness, and acknowledging our need of a savior. And then in that contrition for our sin, we can turn to the one who comes as remedy, which is Christ himself, the one pointed out by St. John the Baptist. The one who the Lord says, what did you go out into the wilderness to behold? A reed shaken by the wind? And so St. John the Baptist is an example for us of firmness in faith, unshakability in faith. And the faith that he is firm in is a faith in Jesus Christ and the incarnation, which is what we celebrate in a particular way in this season of the church's liturgical calendar. We celebrate in this season and after Christmas as well the mystery of the Incarnation, Christ in whom our faith is centered and in whom it culminates, God in our midst. What did you go out to see, a reed shaken by the wind or a man clothed in soft raiment? He sought no comfort from things of the earth. As St. John Chrysostom, he speaks very beautifully about St. John the Baptist. He says he is truly like one who lives upon the earth, but who came from heaven. He says he sought no comfort for his body, but his entire soul and mind was turned towards God in heaven. He says that his speech, it was grave, but also full of love. And so to the Jewish people, St. John Chrysostom says, he was honest, but also zealous. To the king, when he spoke to Herod, it says he was bold, but to his disciples, he was mild and full of love. And so you have this great figure of St. John the Baptist, who is a wonderful example for us, even in terms of what we are called to, to acknowledge Christ before others. That doesn't always have to be with words. It is also, most importantly, by our deeds. And when we come into the presence of Christ, and kneel here in the presence of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, that is when we acknowledge him. We acknowledge him where he is present, where the incarnate God dwells in our midst. And if we do that throughout our life, acknowledging Christ, 
we can hope for the same that St. John the Baptist received, an acknowledgement of Christ for us. That as we come to know him and acknowledge him in this life, so also he will stand up and acknowledge us before others, that we are known by him, that we are loved by him, because in our life we did what St. John the Baptist did, that our life becomes in a turning towards and a pointing towards Jesus who is present in our midst, and that our entire life, not only our words, proclaims that the Lamb of God is present and that he is deserving of our adoration and of our love. Amen.